In 2023, the Miami Hurricanes landed the top offensive tackle in the class. Will history repeat itself in 2024? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So I know that uh, our guy Chalupa Batman and some of you uh, who listen to and watch the show love it when we talk about the big eaters up front. Where's the beef? Well, Miami's going to try to land some beef in this class of 2024. You know, I mentioned in 2023, they landed Francis Mauangoa, top offensive tackle in the country, or some publications considered Samson Okunlola to be the top offensive tackle in the country, and Miami landed him as well. So no matter which recruiting rankings you subscribe to, the Hurricanes landed the top OTs last year, and now the top offensive tackle this year, or I should say next year, Brandon Baker, class of 2024, he made an unofficial visit to Miami a couple weeks ago during first week of spring ball. Had a great time. He was there for junior day. He does plan to take an official visit down to Coral Gables this summer. There's also a connection with family because Mario Cristobal coached his older brother at Oregon. So the Hurricanes are going to try to do in 2024 what they did in 2023, and that's bring some of the top offensive linemen into the fold let's bring in one of our recruiting experts here on locked on canes my colleague at all hurricanes and does a great job all over fan nation brian smith is with us brian good day sir how are you doing very well and yourself i'm doing very very well i'll be doing even better in a few months when the uh hopefully the verbal commitments start rolling in and one that i would love to get because i'll never forget it was july 4th last year when francis mauangoa announced he was coming to the miami hurricanes uh, give me your take on Brandon Baker this year. He's considered at this point the top offensive tackle in the class of 2024. I'm sure Miami will face major competition for his services, but he seems to like what he sees from the U and from Mario so far. Well, for one, he's from the Los Angeles area, so he's played against competition. Yeah. Much like South Florida and Miami, Fort Lauderdale, there aren't a lot of easy ways out. Uh, he's in the Trinity League, modern day. The program that he's at is one of the most elite programs in the history of high school football. They have kids going into the NFL almost every year, and he's one of the latest. Uh, he's massive, as you would expect, but more importantly, he has light feet. And a buddy of mine has had a chance to train him, and I asked him the other day about him. Ironically, now that we're doing this segment, I said, is he a right or a left tackle? And he said, doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants. He can play power or he can be the guy on the backside protecting the blind side of the quarterback. So Miami's going to face, as you noted, very stiff competition for him because pretty much if you name a, a perennial power, they've offered Baker. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just hard to get guys that can really take on the pass rushers. So eventually he'll probably end up as a left tackle at one of the schools that we're used to talking about right. Miami or otherwise. And if you can get him to add to the two that you mentioned, Maui Goa and Okunwola, I mean, you really can't go wrong there. So you have to recruit him and the history with the family and stuff is really unique. So maybe Miami can pull it off. 
Now, you know, you cover recruiting closely every single year. Uh, the fact that Miami just landed, you know, two of the top three or top two tackles in 2023, does that make it harder to land top tackles in 2024? Because you're, you're all going to have guys that are so jumbled up, you know, redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, sophomores, like they're so close in the class. Could a guy like Brandon Baker say, hey, they just got the top two tackles last year. I may not be able to get on the field right away at Miami. There, there's some thought about that, but if you go to modern day, you want competition. To play at that school, I mean, the younger guys pretty much got to make their way. There's some exceptions that have come through the program, whether it was a quarterback or whatever. But if you go to modern day, like, like Central in, in Miami or at St. Thomas Aquinas, some kind of deal, you're not afraid of competition. And Baker, in my opinion, you know, whether it's USC, Texas, Georgia, whatever it is, he won't be afraid. And he shouldn't be. He's tremendous. Again, great feet and a lot of size. That never goes out of style. I don't I don't think that'll hinder the hurricanes. Wanted to talk about a couple quarterbacks with you. I know Brian Smith was recently on allhurricanes.com writing about quarterback recruiting. Um, you know, one of the uh, two or three show favorites here on Locked on Canes. There's a lot of quarterbacks we like in 2024, but I think Aaron Noland is the guy who probably best fits what Shannon Dawson would like to do. And I'm a big fan of dual threat guys, and Nolan fits that bill. Uh, but he's obviously very, very sought after, Brian. You know, four-star. There's a handful of really good quarterbacks in the class that have already committed to certain places. He's not one of them, so his recruitment is up for grabs. Who do you think Miami's top top competitors are for the Langston Hughes quarterback? I actually was, was chatting back and forth with him the other day. Like, visits are a big deal for quarterbacks. Because most teams only take one, and at most I'll take two, which Miami could this year, depending on who number one is. And you have to either take your spot at school X, whatever it is, or you run the risk of losing your top option. It's it's really awkward because of the math. He's going to visit Ohio State coming up after he visits Miami. He's already gotten the Clemson offer. He's already gotten the Alabama offer. I mean, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. But – Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. Between those three, it's one of them. I mean, it's pretty hard to go wrong with those schools. So the visit to Ohio State is the one I'm watching. That because, I mean, the receiver corpse that they have is ridiculous. If you're a quarterback, kind of hard not to like that. So they're going to get a visit from him right after Miami. I think that's the key visit in all of this. Wow. So there are a couple of other quarterbacks I want to talk about with Brian Smith, including Jake Merklinger, who I don't think we've brought him up on this show. So shame on us. And there's a couple of tight ends because Miami, uh, as you can see, the last couple of years, they love bringing in top tight ends. I mean, they got two of them in the 2023 class. They're shooting for the stars in 2024 as well. So, folks, what you want to do is you want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And guys, the built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know we'll be voting for because my personal favorite, and it's hard because there's a lot of good ones, I love the cookie dough chunk puff. And so if you want your team to win the tournament, you'll be voting for that bar too or whichever bar you prefer, right? I'm also you know, a big fan of the brownie batter puff. I love the cookies and cream built bar. I love the peanut butter and chocolate granola bar. Yeah, built makes granola bars as well. When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, 
you'll be you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box built heck yeah not only that the lock one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door that's an incredible prize you got to try built built the best protein bar ever seriously they're so amazing you're not going to think that they're good for you but yeah they are what makes built bars and puffs so good well for starters they're all high in protein low in sugar and covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. I'm going to be doing that because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Alex Dono joined by Brian Smith, Fan Nation, and AllHurricanes.com. So, you know, Brian, uh, another quarterback that I'd love your take on, you wrote about him recently. I don't think I've brought him up on the show, at least not enough, and that's Jake Merklinger from Savannah, Georgia, Calvary Day School. Um, you know, this is one of the many quarterbacks Miami is uh, is seriously courting. They're casting a pretty wide net for this class. I think it goes down to what you said. They'd like to take two in 2024. So they're basically looking at maybe double the quarterback prospects they normally would. What can you tell me about Merklinger? First off, he's from Savannah, and he plays at Calvary Day, which is a program that is very successful. They've had kids go to a lot of different programs. Uh, they had a quarterback. He, he had to wait his turn like everybody else going through at some of these good programs. They've had quarterbacks come out of that area here recently, and he's been very competitive. And I, I'm not surprised that Miami offered him. It was just like as soon as Dawson got the job, it was immediate. Like he was that offer. And when I spoke with him at Under Armour Atlanta – he said he hadn't even communicated really with him, and then boom, there was the offer. So he's in the very beginning learning stages. It's only been a few weeks, but he did tell me that he wanted to visit Miami and check it out. So he is what I would personally call a wild card, knows very little about the program. Dawson liked him prior to coming to Miami, and now he's going to use his board from when he was at Houston. Uh, pocket passer, strong arm. Uh, he can move and throw but I wouldn't call him a definitive RPO guy. He can do it, but he's going to be better inside the tackle box, kind of a traditional quarterback in that sense that Miami had in the 80s and 90s, but with a little bit more mobility than they did. You know, you talk about uh, Dawson kind of continuing from his Houston board a little bit. I think Lance Guidry on the defensive side has done some of that from his, you know, Marshall. I don't know if he ever had enough time to make a two-lane board because he was there for just a couple of weeks. But I think he's been using the Marshall board a little bit. Uh, like, like, is that okay when you're at Miami? Should you be recruiting some of these same players uh, that you were recruiting at places, places like Marshall and Houston? Or should they be, you know, maybe making a higher quality board now at a bigger school? That is a great question, and it just depends on what the board was, really. Because, mm. I mean, look, Tulane's a great school. It's in the heart of New Orleans. But are you really going to get the kids in Louisiana that you want, or are they going to go play for the Bayou Bengals? You know, right. realistically, LSU's going to scoop up 75% of the in-state talent that they want. That's just reality. That's yeah. why that program's always been good. So I'd imagine that historically they've always taken kids from all over. Mississippi, Texas, et cetera. And he just looked at guys. Marshall was even worse. I mean, that's one of the hardest jobs to recruit. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. Good luck. <laughs> so I think the, the Tulane job would be a little easier. At least it's New Orleans. Yeah. So I doubt that he had a very high board, but they all know who the top kids are. 
And there are a handful of companies that each school uses. They tell you and they go off of that and then they just do their own evaluations once they get the list. So he knew who they were, but I bet a lot of them weren't offered at Tulane. So let's go back to the quarterback board here. Someone who uh, just right here on Locked on Canes has become a fast riser over the past few days because I've I've been educating myself on this guy, Judd Anderson. Uh, I I love tall players, regardless of position. And I look at this young man who could probably still be growing. Like he, he might grow too tall to play quarterback if he keeps growing, but he's already six foot six as, you know, a high school junior heading into his senior year next year, six foot six. Uh, he's athletic enough. He's also a basketball star in high school. Uh, and he moves pretty well, Brian, obviously six foot six quarterback, you know, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson or anything like that, but he does move pretty well. And he's got a strong arm. Like he kind of gives me Justin Herbert vibes, this guy. Uh, so, you know, what can you tell me about Judd Anderson? Cause it seems like Miami has kind of been near the front of the pack in his recruitment. They offered him about three weeks ago. First off, and I should have said this with Merklinger, the university of Georgia is, is already off the board with quarterback recruiting. They picked a guy up from the Northeast, which is really random for the Bulldogs. Yeah. So they're taking one, allegedly. That means they're not going to recruit Merklinger. That means they're not going to recruit Anderson. That means they're not going to recruit no one. So it makes it a lot easier. Look, you're not going to get many kids that Georgia wants in state. And that's, I don't care if you're, it, it's extremely rare. Clemson and Alabama are about the only two that ever really do. So Miami has a shot there. Anderson is a pocket passer with a very strong arm. He plays at one of the big, powerful county schools. He's not near Atlanta or anything. And he's a kid that can really sling it. Do a lot of guys know much about him? No. Why? Location. Georgia is a massive state. And again, he's not near Atlanta. But Miami has done a really good job of turning over every rock in the state of Georgia since Cristobal and his staff have arrived. Anderson's another great point to that. A lot of people don't want to waste their time unless it's a kid's next to a city. So good for Miami. Right. And he can do what this offense is about. Is he a perfect fit in terms of RPO? Again, maybe not, but he can run well enough and he can throw on the move. This would be an intriguing option, especially if you could get him as your second quarterback. Mm. That would be tremendous. Yeah, throwing on the move is a big thing because I was watching his huddle and some other highlights of him as a junior in high school. And, you know, he doesn't like traditionally run a whole lot, but he does do a good job uh, getting in and out of the pocket. He moves very well. So there's like he doesn't have bricks tied to his feet or anything like that. Like this guy moves incredibly well. So I, I could see him fitting into probably a number of different offenses. Absolutely. Um, I don't think he'll have a problem making the transition. And again, like you said, he's six, six. So the size is there. He could be a 240 pound quarterback before he leaves the college game. Well, and the fact that he plays basketball as well, Brian, I don't know if this is something he'd be interested in, but you know, if needed, he could probably play tight end. I mean, we've seen that happen. Like I remember, you know, oh, sure. 15, 20 years ago, Buck Ortega was a guy Miami recruited initially as a quarterback. He moved to tight end, had some production there. So I think that could be a possibility for someone with his athletic profile. It's happened all over college football for years. Sometimes it doesn't work out at spot A, so you move to spot yeah. B. Why yeah. not? We'll talk about a couple top tight ends when we come back. Uh, so Dylan Hip, three-star from Desert Mountain in Arizona. Kylan Fox, four-star out of Grayson High School in Georgia. I want to get Brian's take on these players. And also, I want to get Brian's take not on a recruit. Miami already finished this recruitment, a guy who's already here. 
Raul Popo Aguirre, who Brian had a chance to catch up with. So we've got a lot more coming up. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And, oh, guys, the madness. The tournament is heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers at FanDuel get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You really have nothing to lose on that first bet, okay? Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Make sure you make Locked On College Basketball your second listen. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, who are both so good at what they do, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are here with Brian Smith, allhurricanes.com, Fan Nation. Brian, uh, Miami seems to be making good headway with a couple of tight end targets. Three-star Dylan Hip out of Desert Mountain in Arizona. Four-star Kylan Fox out of Grayson High in Georgia. He was recently on campus, seemed to enjoy his time down here. What can you tell me about these two tight end prospects and how they might fit at Miami if Miami can get either or both of them? Well, first off, hip is unique in a couple of ways. Number one, the size factor for tight ends has grown exponentially in terms of the range. You could have a 210 kid or a 260 kid. It just depends on the offense you run hmm. and the personnel package for that drive. Teams come out in two tight ends and still go five wide now. Hip is one of those guys. He knows Luke Moga, who's another quarterback possibility. Ironically, and Moga is actually one of the guys that got him interested in the Canes. So keep that in mind for Miami recruiting junkies, but hip can run. He can catch. He is a flex tight end, if you will, a big receiver. And no, there's nothing quite like having those mismatches, the six, four guy against some five ten nickel guy. That's what Miami is going to be doing. That's, that's the opportunity with this offense. And I really think that Shannon Dawson is going to look to get those guys every year. Hip is a great example. Fox, on the other hand, the kid from Georgia may be even more unique. Depending on which network you go by, he's listed as an athlete. He's ah. about 10. He could be an outside linebacker, a pass rusher. He is just very, very athletic. And again, you want to create mismatches. It's not fun to defend these guys. You don't know where they're going to line up play to play. It is really the most unique X factor in college football now, how you utilize a tight end. And of course, the air raid and diversion that Shannon Dawson runs is going to do the same thing. Both of them would be tremendous fits in Miami's offense. Let's talk about a linebacker who's already on campus. And, you know, Miami just, they had an awesome linebacker class in 2023. Raul Popo Aguirre, who he grew up in South Florida. He was here till he was around 10 years old. Uh, then he played his high school ball up in Georgia. I was so happy when he committed to Miami. And I, I think he's going to be a great cane. You had a chance to catch up with Raul uh, what were your impressions there? Like, what kind of young man is this that Miami is getting? And then as a player, how do you see him fitting into this Lance Guidry deep? First off, he is one of the most gregarious, open-minded, and positive young men you're going to meet. Excellent. He was just a fun guy to be around. 
I ran into him at Under Armour in Atlanta. His brother was out there. He's a younger guy. Uh, obviously, when you when you walk up to him, his arms are like my legs. So he sent he sent himself to the weight room a few. Like it, I was like, oh wow, who's that? And then I saw the Miami toboggan. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And he is tremendous. He came to Miami not only because he considers himself a South Floridian, but Cristobal really went at him. This is this is a great sign overall because he told me flat out that Alabama was his clear-cut leader. How often does Nick Saban lose a defensive player from Atlanta or Birmingham, et cetera, when they get the lead? It's not very often. Yeah, like count it Crystal, on one hand. <laughs> yeah. Cristobal was able to do that. That's a good sign. Because if Miami's going to climb back up into those national rankings, there's only one path. You have to get enough talent away from the Ohio States, the Georgias, the Alabamas, right. the Clemsons to beat them. It's a mano a mano. So he talked about why he went to Miami, Cristobal, et cetera. And he talked about the rest of the class, how tight they were. And then finally I said, well, what position are you going to play? And he said, eventually I'm, I'm probably going to end up at middle, but will – is a good possibility to start, but as he learns the defense, he could end up being a Mike. He just wants to play though. He, he talked about getting to the ball carrier and just lighting guys up. His eyes just popped up when he talks about hitting guys. So it was, <laughs> I'm like, Oof, I'm going to stand over here. He, he was just that guy that just loves the game of football. And he, he's one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. Well, those are the kinds of players we need. The guys whose eyes light up when they talk about oh. hitting people. Oh, He's a great guy. Great guy. I appreciate that. Brian Smith, you see where you can check him out. Follow him on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work at allhurricanes.com. Brian does an awesome job covering recruiting, covering football, covering hoops as well. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you very much, sir. Our pleasure. So, guys, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, smash that thumbs up button, subscribe to our channel. You listen to the audio version. You can get us pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. And if you can leave us a nice review, we'll give you a shout-out on the show for that. So we will talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.